Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Weezer, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. And uh, you can also fill out the listener survey, survey.greatdetectives.net. Well, I do want to let you know that Great Detectives of Old Time Radio t-shirts are available whenever you'd like to order them. Just go to t-shirt.greatdetectives.net and uh, you can get your custom order today. That's t-shirt.greatdetectives.net. All right, well now it's time for today's episode of That Strong Guy. And the title is King Midas. We can stop the teenage menace before it begins. The angle, not the lecture on delinquency. King Midas is setting up a new fun parlor. Corner of Third and Elm. He wants a man and a girl to manage it for him. So we apply. At his head office. Callaway Building. But when you apply, you are brother and sister. That he'll believe. That you've got to make him believe. If you don't, I'll be losing two very close friends. <laughs> Of course there's danger in it. There isn't any assignment. The answer's no. 
especially for a King Midas assignment. Sandra's our only hope to crack the ring. What about Sandra? You figure that doesn't count, huh? You figure a decent kid like Sandra should stick a neck out for a lot of citizens who don't even bother to read the headlines? Look, you go up and ask anyone in the street. Ask anyone in a crowd, and I lay you five to ten, they wouldn't know who King Midas was. Wouldn't even know what was in the headlines this morning. Oh, Jim. Sandra stays right where she is. Good morning, Captain Daly. Hello, Sandra. Here's your mail, Steve. Thanks. Ah. Uh, you read the headlines this morning, Sandra? About the new weight of terrorism. About the young hoodlum they're calling King Midas. You figure Sandra's a crowd, Steve. All right, so she read the headlines, but that doesn't mean everyone else in the city can give the same answer. Did I say something wrong? You said something right, Sandra. This just isn't making sense to me. I asked Steve to let you work for us for a week or two. You mean for homicide? Yeah. But why? They want to use you as a clay pigeon for King Midas and his teenage killers to shoot at. You mean to act as a police spy? Undercover agent is a better word. And stoolie has the same meaning. Look, I don't like this any more than you do. But you're going ahead with it. I'm not. Uh, I don't know what to say, Captain Bingham. I'll say it for you. No. King Midas has got every one of our police women on record. He knows everyone. But why me? You've helped Steve. You know something about the way these kids work. You're attractive. Type King Midas would take a second look at. And you expect her... Steve! All right. Go ahead and listen. Take my advice. Say yes, and you're carving your own marble slab. I suppose I I could say it's every decent citizen's job to help stop this teenage menace corrupting the community. But I figure you know all that, Besides, I, I don't like forcing you into making a decision. And you're not doing it in a peculiar way. Shut up, Steve. I'm not a boss telling his secretary. I'm a guy telling his girl. She's not doing it, Jim, and that's final. Sorry, Captain Daly. Steve's right. I couldn't do it alone. You don't have to. There's an angle now. Steve can work in with you. No. But if you're with Sandra all the time... Yes, I'll be with her all the time. Giving this little King Midas his orders, or are you tossing in a few cards from your own fortune-telling machine? Go ahead, Captain Daly. I'm willing to listen. Ah, this kid they're calling King Midas has set up a string of penny fun parlors throughout the wrong side of the city. And that's where most of these young hoodlums start. Kids who haven't got a decent home to go to. Kids who are bored. Kids who want to get a kick out of life. Kids who sit through a movie and... They want to go out and play at being a tough guy. All right, we've read all that in the paper. Read about it until we start looking for something else to read. And that's our problem. People have come to accept this problem instead of trying to help the authorities to fight the delinquent disease. What do you want me to do, Captain Daly? Now, look. I know, Steve. Captain Daly's right. The public should help the police in their fight. And I'm part of the public. You realize what you're letting yourself in for? Yes. All right, mastermind, give us this angle. Brother, it better be good. King Midas is starting up a new fun parlor, corner of 3rd and Elm. He wants a man and a girl to manage it for him. So where do we apply? At his head office, Kellaway Building. But when you apply, you are brother and sister. That he'll believe. That you've got to make him believe. If you don't, I'll be losing two very close friends. You 
You go with Santa to Kellaway Buildings. Stop off at the 31st floor. You enter the plush line offices. A golden-haired blonde shows you into the inner sanctum, into the fantastic gold-painted reception chamber of the hoodlum hero. The latest addition to the New York crime wave. A golden-haired boy of 22. King Midas. Brother and sister, huh? You want the job of running gangland? No, no, only the one fun parlor at the corner of Third Mill. <laughs> that, my dear little square, is the name of the fun parlor. Oh. Uh, where'd you still come from, anyway, huh? And why, huh? Why? You're so far, I've only employed kids in my shows. You bought a bit off of the job. Especially you, Miss. Yeah, you're much too old. Oh, we're both down on our luck. Huh? Besides, I figure I'm big enough to handle any trouble that might come along. Brother and sister, huh? Brother and sister? Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, of course. That's what we told you. Yeah, I know you. No, no, you don't get it. You mean the job? Yeah, that's right. You don't get it. You want to know why? Because you're too classy. Yeah, you're too classy. The kids will think they're going to wear white pants. But you holding the kitty out for them, baby. You're class. All right, so we don't get the job. Come on, Sandra. Wait, see. You heard him. We don't get it. Wonder Boy never backs down on decisions. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right, big man. Yeah, that's right. On the line. What? On the line. I don't know how I like this Wonder Boy routine. No, I, I, I don't like that part. So that makes me a bad boy. Yeah, 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 it does. <laughs> but, uh, a little like that wait, big man. And I'm always on the side of any life. Especially when she's got class and baby, you got it. And all in capital. C-L-A-S-S. And I say we're going. No, Steve. <laughs> See, you don't, uh, you don't take bosses, do you, baby, huh? No one bosses me, King. No one. Mm. Yeah, I like you. Yeah, I like you real good. Look, look, I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, you work for me, baby, and I'll build a show around you. A whole big show. So now he's a producer on Broadway. So now he's a nightclub proprietor, big man. Yeah, I've been going off on one for the kids. Uh, I've been doing a lot of thought on it, baby. A lot of thought. Yeah, and little luck. You are the answer I've been looking for. Oh, you're it, you're it. All over. Goldie, Goldie. Crazy. I'm one killer who isn't. Goldie, in here, in here. Come on, I got a letter to dictate. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I have to get my notebook. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, now, listen, uh, Carol, let's address it to Carol's real estate. Put it uh, in your own words. Tell them, uh, uh, tell them that's the property they said I couldn't have. I'm still buying. <laughs> yeah, tell them I'm buying it for a big new nightclub. One, one for the kids. Yeah. Is that all? Uh, well, yeah, 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 that's all. Uh, put it in everyday English, you know? Uh, business letter stuff and all that? All right. Oh, I, I, and I'll uh, put a little paragraph in and say if they don't sell, <laughs> they don't live. Uh, just, just a little paragraph, a word at night. You won't like in a business letter, but make it strong so they get the meaning. You know, like death is for a long time sort of thing, you know? Yeah, King, I know. King Midas, the nursery rhyme king whose every touch turned to gold. But this little jive-jumping jockey is no fairy tale king. This little bundle of neurosis is playing the role of Napoleon to an empire of thousands of kids, the teenage clients to his string of fun parlors. Now his crowning glory, the Hula Girl Nightclub. How do you like it, Kidman? Save a queen, huh? <laughs> the Golden Hula Girl Nightclub. And the star? Yeah, Sandra. While you play at manager and act like a big brother. Oh, you know, the kids will go crazy for you, kitten. Yeah, real crazy. Just wait till they see you doing a rock and roll in a hula skirt made of gold. You're my favorite color for my favorite little watch. <laughs> we 
Robinson. They're like, yeah, 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 we do. And we're going to lay it on heavy. Give the kids a real quick. Did you see Sandra doing a hula right there? You seen her, boy? No, no. You had me running so fast getting this place ready, I haven't had time off. So it's a portion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You've been busy, boy. Real busy. <laughs> but you don't know just how busy you're going to be. No, boy. You sure don't. <laughs> By now, you're taking his laughter like it was salt on potatoes. Figure he'd laugh at a sour apple. When the time comes for the doors to open and the crowd to pour in, the whole case goes sour. Because instead of a flood, all you get is a small trickle of a dozen or so lonely stragglers. All young, all male. And no girls. And you're wondering why Sandra, in a hula skirt, didn't create a stampede. When the door opens and a small, sweet-smelling stampede steps into the room. The golden blonde. The King Midas secretary. Hype, little scare. King Midas just arrived. Wants you both out front. Well, Sandra, how'd you cue? Like you're on. Please. Yeah, Goldie? I... Oh, nothing. <laughs> a dozen of so lonely stragglers are leaning casually around all the exits. And in the center of the floor is the king himself. And all is gold and glory. And alone. Sit and you hear the blonde's words playing a discord around your ears. 
cab crazy like this the night they found Deb Munro's lying face down. Oh, and out on the floor, Sandra's doing a hip dance. And the boy, King Midas, slapping a boogie beat into a crazy hot temple of hate. <laughs> I tried to just quiz him. Lucky man. 
I'll be a gentleman and hold it for you. No, King, if you do that, it's murder. That's right. So you got to hold it yourself, can't you? <laughs> Andrew J. Graham, author of the Web Surface series. Oh, and a madam's wife. You're listening to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Welcome back. So King Midas was really, really clever by not handing Steve a loaded gun. And he knew the gun was not loaded, which is why he got nervous when it was his turn at Russian Roulette the second time. Um, yeah, I think this is one of those episodes meant to deal with the issue of juvenile delinquency. And uh, it was a serious issue, and we've seen programs like, I think Johnny Dollar had one of the five-part serials that address it. And, you know, there are ways to do this where you're highlighting the problem and you're still being serious and, you know, and having it done in a way where 
listeners will be entertained and they'll take you seriously and take what you're saying seriously. This is not the approach in that strong guy uh, with the maniacal comic book villain. Though I have to admit, I'm kind of in between him being unnerving and just being annoying. So I don't know quite where I fall on that. All right, well, before we end that strong guy, we have a great comment from Eric on the series and its overall style. Eric writes, and this is particularly regarding the episode of uh, that strong guy, the trapeze artist. You sit and you listen to that strong guy reflecting on how hard it is to pull off a first-person narrator speaking in second-person style mixed with scenes where the listener is effectively the third person in the room. Maybe this is why you are having a hard time connecting with the show, which you don't think is bad for a 1950s tough guy detective. It's clear that the writers were at least stylistically ambitious while ticking off your favorite cliches of the genre. A boxing story, a circus story, being knocked out a lot, etc. And you gotta give them credit for that. Yeah, you'll probably keep listening. You figure there are only a few more episodes left after all, and next month is another show. Well, indeed it is. Thanks so much. Always appreciate your comments, Eric. And indeed, we are getting to the point where there will be another show. So next Tuesday, join us back here for Stand By for Crime. Uh, And then uh, be back tomorrow with an episode of Rocky Jordan. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.